0: Hey y'all, it's Lashonda from Labors of Love and you're listening to the Labors of Love podcast. So today is actually a special bonus episode uh, that we're dropping and we are dropping it in celebration of uh, J&I's eighth wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby.
1: Happy anniversary.
0: And, you know, we were getting ready to go to bed last night knowing we will wake up on our anniversary and I realized, you know, there's a lot of myself that I put out in the world via this podcast, but for like the masses, there's not a lot of people that know our story, that know a lot about our relationship. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to just kind of share about our story. And I have a few reasons I want to do it. And then I'm wondering um, why you consented to <laughs> to say yes. <laughs> So one of my reasons is,, um, you know, I feel like i'm I'm I am ready to tell my story in in general. Um, that is probably gonna look like doing some writing for me for real. I think I think I'm approaching that time where I'm ready for some of the deeper things to be out in 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 one place of my story. But also,, um, we have a beautiful love story. And I really think, in addition to people just knowing it, it can be encouraging for some folks. So those are kind of the reasons I wanted to share. Why did you agree?
1: Uh, it's easy. I-, I don't really care. <laughs> 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 well, there you go. You know, it's like, yeah, you you mind? I'm like, sure, why not?
0: Welcome to our marriage, y'all. <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs>
0: Which is pretty much Shonda. I- feeling deeply passionate about something using a lot of words um to express that passion and Jay coming along like yeah I ain't sure
1: <laughs> that's it that that is our marriage in a nutshell
0: <laughs> and it it works it works so when I've been thinking about this, I I just want to go ahead and give an early caveat and say I'm gonna be all over the place because there's a part of me that's like, man, we can take them chronologically. I'm extremely detail oriented. I have an extremely um good quote unquote memory, um, and the the powers in the details. So I know that I could just go in and out of talking about just like so many things. Um, also what you'll see in our marriage is I'm gonna do a whole lot of talking and Jay is going to talk a little bit and that's okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so there, there are just details about the story that I want to share, but then there are these pivotal, like, I think lessons and truths that will emerge. Um, but it's hard not to jump around. So, um, buckle in y'all. Um, I want to I want us to tell a story of of how we came together. And yeah, you cool with that? Let's do it. Okay. well. Where you want to start?
1: Do you even though we're going to jump around, I would say we have to start at the beginning. It's the most logical place to. To jump in. All
0: right. So what's the beginning for you?
1: Ah, uh, the beginning for me is probably when we met, um, even though that's not like the beginning, beginning, but that's just like you're you coming into my orbit, okay. All right. So, as also very
0: customary in our marriage, y'all, you're gonna hear the same story two very different ways. Um, and I don't know if y'all notice about Jay, but he is prone to hyperbole um and so he can scoff all he wants to so if I jump in I'm I am ai am a realist like in the in the sense of the word that like there's strong integrity to words and like factual things and I am really really capable of being aware of when I'm inserting like how I felt in the moment versus like so when I say factual I'm talking about if someone was recording this what would they see my husband y'all he has this awesome and amazing imagination that has been very healing for me and sometimes he'd be throwing stuff in stories and I'd be like yo homie that is that's not how that went so anyway I'm just I just feel like all the prefaces (laughs) is just so y'all can like just prepare for the wild ride but I'm also like we don't we don't have to agree on everything and it's coming from two totally different lenses. So I'm gonna let you start. When did I come into your orbit?
1: Um, it was at church. Um, you showed up. I think you, you, it was Fairbanks um, previous guest. Um, he invited you to the church that we were all attending at the time and um, and that was the first time you came into the orbit. You were, you know, you were you were cool. Like I always said, like, you seemed happy. You smiled a lot. Um, that's, yeah, that's the first time you showed up.
0: Okay. Do you remember when is that? Was? Is was?
1: No, dates? Like, now you're asking too much of me. I, <laughs> I at least can tell you where we were, but dates?
0: Do you even have, like, a, a general idea
1: of when it was? It was summertime because I think the AC was out at the church. Mm-hmm. I think.
0: Yeah, you're right. So this was the summer of 2011, and our homie Fairbanks, um, previous guest. We've done our friend cast. If you haven't heard it, um, and he owns uh, a weightlifting and weight um wellness center. So y'all, if you are a longtime listener, you you have you have encountered Fairbanks, and Fairbanks and I worked together. I think we started working together in like 2008. Um, and for the record, I hadn't been going to church since I had moved to Cincinnati in 2004. Um, I, I had some real big issues with the organized church. And so I, I just, I didn't go. Um, but, you know, my spiritual relationship um, continued to to deepen. And so we, Fairbanks and I would talk about different things and he would always talk about this guy who was the pastor of his church also a former guest uh leon starks and it sounded good but honestly i agreed i didn't even agree to go to church with him i asked to go to church with him because i just wanted to check it out like i wanted to make sure my friend my brother wasn't <laughs> in some messed up place and so i remember being like hey can i go to church with you and him being like oh my god like yeah yeah like, I would have asked you, but I know how you are, blah, blah, blah. And I did. The day I went, the air conditioning was out in the church. And the church was held in like a, a house building. And so church was being had on the porch. The interesting thing about it is it's a small, very small congregation, which is something that I, I really loved about it. Um, but when, when I got there and part of the church service, you weren't in it because you worked with the young people. And so, mm-hmm. like the part the porch was this rounded porch. And so we were kind of in the front. And you and the teenagers who are freaking adults and graduated Adult, college yeah. now is insane. But y'all were like around to the side. So I didn't even see you. I saw you at the end um of church. But from that part of the story, uh I came the first time and I didn't leave for a really long time. So um, so that's the first time we came into each other's orbits but like we did not well let me speak for me I didn't outside of the thing you do on Sundays when you hug everybody especially when the body is super small you know so I'm sure we hugged every Sunday but you and I had never had a conversation nope for years a couple years like well not a couple years but a, a, a long time um, and the the most interaction we would have is my son was like two at the time, and um, he had really big curly hair. And you would always comment on his hair, like he makes you want to grow your hair back. And you would make some random comments about him going to uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill,
1: <laughs> which is still on the table.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. I'll inter. I'll intersperse the lessons as we go. One, you never know who's in your orbit if you're not paying attention to your orbit. Right now, also to be clear, when I first came to that church, I was married. Um, yeah, I I was married. Now, um, yeah, at that time, I don't even know how I would classify my marriage. It it was. Uh-huh. Um, I at that time was trying to get my ex-husband to like come to church I felt like I had vetted it real well and the things that we didn't like about the organized church were absent there there were so many good things about it he came a couple times maybe two times and you talk about how you remember when he came
1: mm-hmm. uh that's my guy but I my initial thought was he's weird
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i mean he, was weird. he, he is weird true story
0: and we 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 got a high threshold for weird over here so anyway yeah yeah that, yeah. that was him he came a couple of times and um so that was the summer of 2011 in the end of 2012 um my marriage ended and um yeah i I interestingly, I talked to like the pastor and his wife about it. As a matter of fact, I had a relationship with Jay's mom that was pretty tight, um, and a couple other women at the church. And so, yeah, by the end of 2012, my marriage was done. Um, but it never occurred to me until many years later, and Jay said this to me, that I never, he never knew my marriage was over. And I would imagine there are other people who didn't know because while it felt very Uh, front of mine, It was a big part of my life. Uh, I'm sure I cried many tears in church. I'm sure I did a lot of things. I, it never was like an announcement and it never occurred to me until many years later that uh, Jay thought I was still married. Um, And this will be part of the story too. When I say my marriage ended, I meant the relationship, the, the soul relationship that we had ended um, but I was still legally married that'll come back later in the story but yeah so you know this is all going on and so would you think that Ingrid's party is the next
1: yeah but was Ingrid's party before the Super Bowl yes okay so yeah Ingrid's party is next
0: so January 2013 um, you know I have walked away from a 12 year relationship and six and a half year marriage um and my life is in uh, is it fair to say my life is in shambles? I I don't think so. It's fair to say that my life has turned upside down inside out back like it's it's nothing like what I had had what I imagined. When I say I was in this relationship for 12 years, that was from the time I was 18 until the time I was 30. And I walked away from my marriage uh the day before Christmas of 2011, uh 2 th- Oh shoot. Y'all, I'm off. See? There we go. Lies. Okay, not lies. I was just mistaken. Um <laughs> um I came to church in the summer of 20- 2011. My marriage was over December of 2011, not 2012. My apologies. So when I started that church, it was within five or six months that my marriage was over. I walked out the door never to return on Christmas Eve of 2011, which is the day before Christmas and four days before my birthday. So the year 2012, 2012 was, it was a year Well, I have to do a whole separate podcast on all the things in 2012, but I was really trying to figure out literally who is Shonda because from 18 to 30, I turned 30 on December 28th of 2011. And this was a point in time where I don't know what perceptions I had about adulthood and life, but this was supposed to be something. What I did not anticipate is that literally my life would be starting over when I turned 30, that it was like a pause button that got hit when I was 18. And yeah, I kept living, but then uh, I left that that relationship. And so pretty much the beginning of 2012 is like the unpause button hit, except I wasn't 18. I was 30 years old. I had a child, all these responsibilities, but there was so much naivete. There was so much Life I had not lived because everything was sucked into this kind of 12 year relationship. So I go through 2012. Now, 2012, again, Jay and I are not having conversations with each other. We see each other weekly. We don't have any kind of relationship with each other. And then January of 2013, one of the members of our church and one of our good friends, um, she threw a birthday party for herself, which also ended up being a a vow renewal, a 25 year vow renewal for her and her husband. And so I remember the day of the party. I had a lot going on. Earlier in the day, there was this thing that the ladies at the church would do called in my sister's living room, which was very powerful. You know, I was always the, I was the youngest person participating in this. And so I was surrounded by, you know, my elders. It was great. It was amazing. And I remember that day, part of our fellowship was me, actually like saying and praying and saying like I know God loves me I know that he is with me and I want a tangible person I want I want companionship I want I want to be loved the way I desired to be loved. I, I couldn't even at the time say the way I deserved to be loved, but the way I desired to be loved. I wanted all these things. And I remember the ladies praying for me around that specific thing, including Jay's mom was one of the primary people. Later that day, my exes, so I still call her my niece, but on my ex's side of the family, our niece was um, having a baby shower. So I like went to the baby shower and the party was that night. And I was just, you know, excited to have things to do because 2012 was a lonely year for me. Shout out to Lindsay, who was my, my really, really, really good homegirl and to Fairbanks because I feel like they were the community that I needed in 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 2012. So anyway, I get to the party and I end up being sat at a table with a bunch of people from our church and Jay happened to be one of those people. And what I remember most about that was sitting at the table and it's when i noticed jay for the first time but not like overly like oh i just noticed him we ended up dancing and it wasn't like oh we're dancing you know we're on a dance floor with a bunch of other people but that's when i realized jay was tall cuz something else y'all i have thought like i'm 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 much taller <laughs> than my physical stature um a- allows me to show up in this world i'm big I'm nine feet tall and there are parts as I talk about my spiritual journey where I'm not just saying that I'm nine feet tall I'm huge but I'm I am confined in this earthly physical plane in a body that's five seven and a half but for the longest in my mind I was six feet tall I did wear heels a lot but there are a lot of people who even when they're around me and I tell them my height, they're like, "Oh, I thought you so were so much taller." So it was really shocking to be dancing with Jay and I'm wearing these tall heels and he's still taller than me. So I remember that, and I just remember thinking, "Oh, like he's tall." Jay's kind of cute, but that that was that was pretty much the extent to me. He left to take his mom home. She doesn't she didn't drive at night. And I do think there was a little bit like, oh, that sucks. I was having a good time with him in the context of like having a good time with everyone that's there. So still not super specific, but he ended up dropping her off and coming back. So we had more good time. So that's what I remember about the party. What do you remember?
1: Everything that you said. Um, and I remember even debating whether I was gonna come back or not, because it was like, but it wasn't far from uh from the house. So I was like, yeah, might as well. Um Kicking it. We had a good time. That was really our first major interaction. Um, so That's more than like two minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking that you were cool. Like, yeah, you seem to be a cool person. And other than that, um, it was just a good time celebrating Ingrid and Ed. Uh, Ed, by the way, former guest.
0: Yes. Yes, Ed was a former guest. Ed Sachs, Thomas. So, yeah. All right. We have this party. This is kind of, uh, I think it might've been the 25th or something of January. Now, while we're sitting at the table with other people who go to our church, um, interestingly for me, I don't know if I've actually talked a lot of, to you about this part, but there was a young lady who came and sat at our table. She was not a member of our church. We did not know her. And I i kind of feel like when they did the seating arrangements, they put her there because there were at least three single gentleman at the table jay was single doran was single and jamal was single um and so this young lady i remember her i remember thinking she was pretty she came and she was young and by young you know there there's a little spread jay and i you know and Kristen are one age and then doran and them are a little bit younger but we were all kind of like around the same age so this young lady comes sits at the table she's probably at that point um in her mid-20s and it was just interesting watching the older people at the table try to play like subversive uh matchmakers and stuff it was it was just real interesting because like I said you got three single young men at the table and so she comes over and everything um and I I don't know that it was super super conscious but I I do remember moving into a space of comparison. I thought she was very pretty. I thought all these different things. And there I'm sure because I compared everything myself to everything that I thought was better than me. So I'm sure that was going on, but it was still all love, you know, and stuff like that. So at the table during dinner is when a, another person who went to our church who was a friend of mine at the time and she wasn't at the party, but we kept talking about we really should get the those of us that are around the same age we should hang out we should hang out and we have been talking about that for a long time and so this is when I pitched and said hey what if we got together for the Super Bowl and I remember saying I'll host it you know I lived on the other side of town from mostly where everyone else lived and I was like but if y'all don't mind coming to the other side of town like I'll host the Super Bowl and so it was kind of this unofficial like all right cool so I was like bet I'll host the Super Bowl party I remember after that, one notable um, thing. And again, it, it's, I want to just like, it's when you tell a story in hindsight, if you're not careful, you'll put like all the, the understanding and wisdom and knowledge and stuff over the years onto yourself at the time. So part of why I want I'm just taking my time with the story is because I want to be really integrous to what was happening in the moment. But I remember we had a couple of other quick interactions like that next weekend at church, I did notice like you were now again in my orbit. You existed in a way that you didn't before, but it was still kind of like not not a whole lot, not a lot going on. And I remember Martin Luther King Day was coming up. So whenever the party was before that, your mom was going to be going down to Fountain Square and praying. And somehow I got your number. I don't remember how I got your number, but I remember texting you to ask how the prayer went. And I remember that ain't really why I was texting. (laughs) Like, I, I do remember being like, ooh, this is a way for me to like, check in and stuff like that not that I didn't care she didn't end up going because of weather or something anyway but I do remember being like "Mm, maybe I'll reach out and text him maybe we'll text back and forth and you did respond but we didn't text anymore beyond that and I would say the next most significant thing is Super Bowl party. This is February 4th, 2013. This is, I don't know which Super Bowl number it is. I don't remember who the Ravens played, but I remember the Ravens are playing because that was my chosen team. I really was a fan of Ray Lewis. And this was the Super Bowl where Beyonce performed. And so um it was clearly it was on a Sunday. I remember going to church. I remember being like, all right, y'all, you know what I mean? I'm 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 got the Super Bowl party and everything. I remember going home and I remember cooking. I remember, like, having a whole bunch, like, I did wings, and I had a fruit plate. I did all this stuff. And then there was this random, for me, random idea of, like, I'm going to make some fettuccine alfredo noodles, too, which felt so not what the menu normally is for the Super Bowl. But I went ahead and did it. And then I waited for people to arrive for the Super Bowl. And you were the only person who showed up. (laughs) Now, my friend, Kristen who was like really trying to get us all to go get together. She also ended up coming, but she worked for the sheriff's department and she was patrolling on my side of town, which is the only reason I think she showed up too, because what I didn't really catch was that what Jay.
1: It was a blizzard. (laughs) It it was inclement weather. It was bad. It was bad.
0: So what made you come? Right. I said I
1: was going to come. So that's it. Yeah, I mean, I said I was going to come. I mm-hmm. I am a person that when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. That's true,
0: y'all, for real. So I'm inside. I don't really know the how the weather is going. And so Jay shows up and... Um, I mean, it wasn't going to be a whole lot of people anyway. And I don't remember feeling like disappointed or anything. I remember just being like, okay, so Jay shows up for the Super Bowl. Kristen's at the Super Bowl. We're watching the Super Bowl. I got all this food that I cooked. So, you know, they're just kind of like, we're watching the game. Halftime show hits, Beyonce performs, all that stuff. It's me, Manu's at home. You know, he's around, it's Jay, and it's Kristen. And so after, if y'all don't remember, uh, the the power went out <laughs> after Beyonce's performance so there was this like a uh, downtime <clears throat> after the Super Bowl halftime show before the game kicked back up at that point Kristen had a we had watched the halftime show and she was like yo I'm I'm tired I'm gonna go home or whatever so she leaves right after the halftime show and then we just have time to talk because there's no football to watch You know, at this point, Emmanuel is probably asleep. And so, and and the one thing is I had a sectional and I just remember Jay was sitting on the side of the sectional that never got sat on. And that just felt interesting too. Like, oh, no one ever sits on that side of the couch. So he was just sitting there. And so I remember us talking and I will say the thing that I took away the most from that talk was like, he's really funny and he's really smart. And it's not that I thought you were dumb. It's not that I, I didn't really think anything of you, but it was just, you had this personality that felt like a a little kept secret that I kind of discovered, like, man, I've known this person for, you know, probably a year and a half and I had no idea like he had this much personality because Jay was super, super, super quiet, you know, when I experienced him otherwise. So that was my thought. I just remember being like, this dude is super cool. What do you remember?
1: Um before we do that i remember um how you got my number we uh we all me you and kristen we all exchanged numbers that did like that sunday because we were all going to try to start kicking it
0: got it at that
1: time frame so that's how it happened okay um but yeah i remember um the super bowl came kristen came um, I was very excited about the fettuccine alfredo because that's like one of my favorite foods, which is like so crazy that you got that that urging to make it. Um, and I remember that was like really that was our first in depth conversation. Yeah. Um, that's when I found out that you were cool. Now, at this point, I still think you're married. Like right? you, I mean, I didn't like take the tour. I didn't there wasn't really one of to the tour. It was like, hey. Here we are. Here's the food. TV's right here. So I have no idea what your bedroom looked like. You know what I mean? Or if, if he was at work or out of town. In my mind, you're still married at this point. Um, but other than that, it was a good time hanging out with you, Kristen and Manu, until he like fell asleep sometime. Like I think like uh it may have been past halftime or early in the third quarter when the game finally came back, where he kind of just passed out.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is wild to me. I it never would have occurred to me that Jay thought I was still married, but again, it's I don't know. It's just I for me it felt like something everyone knew. But that makes sense. Right. And I just remember we laughed, you know, looked at some videos. He had this website. He did sports stuff. So I remember like us talking about that. And it was it was an in-depth conversation. Um, I feel like lesson another lesson in there is, man, when we learn to trust ourselves, that our instincts and our intuition and our discernment, those things show up in many different ways. So while it felt extremely random for me to make Fettuccine Alfredo for the Super Bowl, and then for him to be like, oh, man, like, this is my favorite food. Again, at the time, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I was just like, oh, that's wild. Like, because it's not even something that I make. <laughs> um. Yep. So, yep. so that happened. What was interesting was after the Super Bowl was over, we were just enjoying each other's company so like i was like oh do you want to take some food to go i made all this food so i like packed up some stuff for him and then he like, kind of just went and sat back on the couch and i was like oh oh we still kicking it and so yeah we we just had a good time talking and laughing we kicked it hard and it was just yeah it it felt really cool and to to know that like i i didn't i had a few friends that you know I had they they were really pretty much a lot of people I worked with and stuff it just felt real cool to meet a cool person and so I do remember like we kind of start texting at that point so I want to know for you when when did you figure out I wasn't married
1: um We were texting a lot. I think I just kind of, at that point, I'm like, I don't think she's married anymore. (laughs) It wasn't like. uh... Because I'm saying we we
0: started texting quite a bit. Like, pretty
1: much. Yeah. Like, every day. The next. Yeah. I don't know if it was, did it start like the next day?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it would be just casual stuff. Hey, how's it going and stuff? And so I remember throwing something out here. And this this was probably my first lob at like, I want to spend more time with this dude, which was, I was like, yeah, I, I really kind of want to see that Die Hard movie. I didn't really want to see the Die Hard movie, y'all. Um, But it's, th- <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, you know, I kind of want to see it too. Do you, you want to go this weekend or whatever? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, thats that seems cool um and no you know what it it wasn't that next weekend it was the weekend after that because we went to the movies like the day after Valentine's Day or something so it had been like a week and a half we had been texting and I kind of threw it out there and you're like oh you know that weekend you want to go I was like yeah we can go and I remember um leaving work getting ready I was gonna meet you at your house and I went to Walgreens and they had all the Valentine's Day stuff on sale and I it, it was just like quick passing thought I saw this lion I feel like I either I don't know if I knew how much you liked Lions at the point, or again, if that was more intuition, I kind of looked at it it's 50% off, and I'd be like, nah, that you know, because I also wasn't sure this was a date that we were going on. We just were two people having a friendship who kind of like decided we were going to go to the movies together. I remember getting in your house, I remember having a tour, I remember saying hi to your mom. Um, and I remember us going to the movies and I remember how awkward it was when it came time to get the tickets because we didn't know if it was, well, I didn't know if it was a date. So I'm like, should I, are we paying separately? And I remember you being like, Oh, I, I got it, my lady or whatever. And I remember the guy selling the tickets just had it. I don't know. It was kind of a smirk. Like that probably happens a lot. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm remembering about the movies. Anything leading up to that stick out to you?
1: Nah. Uh, I was just thinking, like, what happened to that lion? I, I think I didn't get I think it. My no, you didn't get it? I no. You got it. No, you got, you got like some Skittles or something. You got, yeah. you just, just k candy.
0: I bought something. Yeah. The thing I thought about buying you that felt, yeah, I don't know. I was like, mm, no, no, you know. So, anyway, I feel like at this point we're taking it real slow, but there are so many important things here for me. And one is that, so we we go on this date that we don't know is a date about a week and a half after but we have been texting every day and Mm -hmm. I think one of the themes that's really important to know about our relationship because the story is about to accelerate is that things happen very quickly and things happen very intensely in this relationship and from my standpoint one of the things that stuck out to me the most about our time together in those early times was for the very first time in my life, I was not trying to predict a relationship. Please understand that largely due to the early childhood sexual abuse that I endured, my portals and gateways towards sex and relationship were open so early when I was like around five years old. So I if I met a person I literally mean someone said hi to me in the mall there was a part of me that was like I wonder if I can marry this person I wonder what our kids would look like like from a child this is what this is what everything was always could I be with this person this this wanting to be in relationship Jay this was the first time in my life I wasn't doing that I had I did not at any point at that time, thought about what being in a relationship with him would be like. All I knew is this was a super cool dude and I really enjoyed spending time with him. I had never been like, oh, I just wanna be friends with the boy. Now I had a lot of male friends and But I everything was, un, you know, I was, oh, they're my friend, but I secretly liked so many of them. But I also felt so insecure that they would never want to be with me. I wasn't good enough for them. And so I, I battled this my entire life. So all of a sudden, I'm 30 some years old and here's this dude. And I haven't even given a second thought to like a, a relationship with him outside of I really just enjoyed being his friend. So we go to the movies. The movie, y'all, I wanted to walk out like three times because it's just unrealistic. And I again, I'm a realist. And when I see shit that's just unrealistic, it just annoys me. So we get to the end of the movie. And I think it's pretty clear for both of us that we kind of are enjoying each other's company. We don't want the day to end. So there was a well, where do we go? Um
1: did we go to Target? No. No, we went to
0: Walmart. No, food. Oh, Steak and Shake. Steak I and Shake, steak and Shake, Steak and Shake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like a Steak and Shake in the parking lot or in this area with the movie theater. So it's was like, oh, you want to get something to eat? Now, I didn't know at the time he didn't even like Chick-fil-A. I mean, not Chick-fil-A, uh, Steak, steak and, shake. and Shake. But he like, yeah, cool. So we drive over. He's driving. We drive over to Steak and Shake. And then I remember us being in the car for about an hour just talking. And then at some point you were like, so should we like go in? And it was like, oh, oh yeah. So then we go on Steak and Shake. We're in there for like an hour, hour and a half, just kicking it. Most impressive thing thus far is that he's eating French fries, but he, 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 but he's looking at me and he never looks down at his plate. And that was impressive. Like, how do you know where the fries are? Like he just (laughs) kept, he like, he was so attentive, but he never looked down at his plate of fries. So that was a thing. Then it's like, oh, well, all the food's gone. And so then we leave. And one of the conversations we had is how he had so many DVDs. And it's true, y'all. Our basement is full of DVDs. So he's like, oh, I got a bunch of DVDs. Yeah, you can borrow this and borrow that. But the thing is, I didn't have anything to watch DVDs on. So, but I also was really enjoying his company. So you know what? I was like, hey, you want to go with me to Walmart to buy a DVD player so I can borrow some (laughs) DVDs? So we extended the date to Walmart. By the time we were done, it was probably two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it was so fun. We had spent hours. I mean, I think the movie started at like seven o'clock. I probably got Mm -hmm. to his house around six, you know, and here it is two or three o'clock in the morning. And even though we get back to my car and I still got to drive home and we probably lived about 40 minutes away from each other at that point. I, I just remember being like, man, I kind of don't want this to end. It was so fun. Anything you remember else the, besides what I said?
1: Yeah, that was it exactly. Um, and I will say, like, that was the beginning of our, like, dating and concentrate. Like, it would be <laughs> like eight hour sessions from that point on
0: if not more. All right, y'all. So I hope you're enjoying the story. Even if no one did, I am enjoying reminiscing. Okay, listen. So, but it's about to, it's about to accelerate. So I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all that from that first date that we didn't necessarily consider a date, Jay and I would spend close between 25 and 30 hours a weekend together. (laughs) from like Friday to Sunday. And we we text throughout the week every day. Um never talked on the phone. Um actually we started talking on the phone one day when I accidentally called him and um, by mistake. And it was like, "Oh, my bad. That was an accident." But then it was like, "Why don't we talk on the phone?" <laughs> like, why do we text? At this point, Scandal was a real popular show, so we would like watch it separately. Um And text about it, but our dating lasted three weeks, (laughs) but it felt like months, months. It felt like months. And when we dated, we didn't, it wasn't like, oh, go to this restaurant. It was random. Oh, I need a dresser. Would you like to go to Kmart with me while I buy this dresser and then come back and help me put it together? Oh, I, we're going to go to Target. Oh, this thing. Now, at this point, Emmanuel was spending weekends um at, with my ex and his side of the family. So my weekends were free. I was just myself. And we spent so much time together. And there were just so many things happening during that time. And when I mean so many things, I just meant... It was unlike anything I had experienced, a person having genuine interest in me, but I still had my patterns of survival. So I wanted to know things like I would I would try to ask questions to figure out who I needed to morph and shapeshift into be so that he would choose me. So I would ask a whole bunch of questions under the guise of getting to know each other. And it was getting to know each other. But I was really trying to gather data. Who do I need to become? Because I think I like this guy. I want him to like me and, and there is no indication that he is interested in me beyond a friendship. I could speculate like I, I know he enjoys my time time with me like we're having a good time but there was never and when I say never there was never any like move on his part physically or verbally that pushed any boundary that was suggestive in any way and it was just this very interesting thing that you know at this point we're talking about 90 hours we've spent together in person and talking all this time and he has never insinuated anything which on one hand is like dang does he like me but on the other hand it is really refreshing that he likes me he, I can tell he likes me as a human being. And that was a very foreign concept for me at this point, because for me, sex and my body and money and whatever on time were things I was willing to ransom in order for people to choose me. And yet he kept choosing me as a human being without any of that other stuff, without even a suggestion of it. And it felt really nice. But it got to a point where I needed to know, like, do you like me? <laughs> like, is, 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 is this a thing? And so my version of this story is, you know, as we were talking, one of his best friends, he has two best friends since they were in middle school, and one of his best friends is getting married. And he was going to be at the wedding. He was going to be giving the best man speech. And, it, you know, cool. And I just remember hanging out with a friend who came over for the Super Bowl. I was talking to her about it. Like, we're having such a really good time. But also, like, I don't know what this is. I, and I just want to know what it is. It was very clear to me that if he was not interested in me in a relationship beyond a friendship, that was OK, because I had never valued a friendship the way I was valuing this one. And I absolutely wanted to maintain it. But also, I was starting to really like him. And so I remember sending him a text while he was at the wedding, pretty much saying that, like, hey, this don't really have to be nothing. And I'm cool if it ain't nothing. But I am curious, is this something I like you? But I I just need to know what this is. And so what was going on on your side during this magical
1: three weeks? It was was a very concentrated three weeks. Um, At this point, I do like you, um, but I wasn't going to be pushy. And that's just one, that's not my personality. I'm not a a pushy person. So I was just going to kind of let it let it naturally develop um, and kind of go. And now at the wedding, we were texting. And I remember I was slightly getting a little frustrated because I was trying to plan a speech that I had not written um, right at this moment. And you got texting, like, and I'm like, okay, I haven't, had it yet. I, haven't, I haven't done a speech yet. I'm about to do it here soon. It's almost time. And that's when you were like, so what are we? Uh, no, what was your phrase? Um, I don't like things to be I don't, ambiguous I don't, I don't
0: like ambiguity <laughs> yes.
1: So it was like mere minutes before uh I gave my speech where we became like official official
0: How did we become official official
1: Because we said like are we did, like are we are, are we a thing and we became a thing right then and there Yeah
0: Yeah February 25th 2013 so look at at me knowing dates so so yeah so now we are we've decided we're gonna be a thing and it was just so interesting because the next day it was like hey I have this meeting down in Clifton you know do you want to meet for lunch or I have this meeting in Mount Arbor would you like to meet in Clifton for lunch before I go back to the office and Jay was like yeah we should do that so we get down there. We park. It was the most awkward hug. It was kind of like, oh, like we've decided we're official. Um, At that point, besides just a hug hello and a hug goodbye, we've had no physical, like, interactions. We, we, the closest we sit is as close as you would sit, like, in a movie theater. But there's no holding hands. There's no, like, we're just, you know. So we give each other this hug. We went to Chicago Euro. We're sitting down. I remember they wanted to set us at a table in the middle. I wanted to sit by a window and this couple or whoever was sitting there got up and I asked if we could move the table. They said yes. So we're sitting there chilling and I literally remember saying, let me go check and make sure I'm not getting a ticket. I look out the window and y'all, the meter had or whatever had, I mean, it had to be within the second. I look up, my car is on a tow truck getting ready to be pulled out of the parking lot. And I just remember being like, they're towing my car. They're towing my car. I was like in shock. And he was like, well, do do you think you should do something? And I was like, oh yeah. So I like grabbed my coat, trying not to be the weird person running down the street, but like walking super fast, trying to like get to this tow truck. It turns out the parking lot and it just drives away. I dramatically go stand in the parking spot where my car once was parked. And I'm just standing there like, they towed my car. He comes out and he's like, well, do you want to get in my car to figure it out? I'm so dysregulated. I don't even see the sign where they're going to take my car, I end up calling a work colleague, being like, they just towed my car. And like the number of people who were so insensitive to this, who were like, oh, you there? Oh, you didn't know? Clearly, I didn't know. Where do you think they took my car? I remember I used to have this amount down, but I think it was something like $168.32 or something crazy. That I had to go, and Jay. So he took me to the ATM and got the money. So we called that Carto Day. Carto Day. Carto Day. It let us know that our life will be full of adventure because our our very first day as a couple was just full of adventure. I remember I was like, I'm not going back to work. He came back to my house, and we were gonna like watch a movie or something. He was picking up his nephew from high school and taking him home at that point. And I just remember that, you know, that was the first day at that point that I said, I love you. And he said it back. It was the first time we kissed. It was the first time we had sex. All in one day. That had felt like it had been months in the making. And I remember us talking about how like it felt weird how intensely and deeply we felt, even though we were looking at a calendar going, it's really only been like three weeks. Like
1: mm-hmm. not it, even a month.
0: It shouldn't feel like like I think it's okay for us to tell each other this, but I don't think we should tell other people <laughs> like all this because I feel like I've thought people gonna think we crazy. But another lesson, who cares what people think? So all of that leads up to that is how our relationship started. It started as a friendship. For me, that was huge and revolutionary. A few things that I just feel like it's necessary to say to progress this story along is pretty early on, even though at this point we've decided we're going to be a couple, things are still new. We're still enjoying spending time together. Um, We're seeing each other a lot. We're texting and talking every day. But there are still so many parts of me that feel fundamentally unworthy to be with someone like Jay. And so I remember saying some things to him like, you've never really even been in a serious relationship. You know, Jay told me he was in a relationship back in college and around Valentine's Day. That's when he discovered that they don't have I like you cards. (laughs) So it just lets you know, like he wasn't deep in and here I am. I, I have a child. I have I am married. I am now not legally divorced, but my marriage is over and all of this stuff. I'm 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 still legally married. Like I just remember saying, I have a lot of baggage. And I remember him saying, I'll help you carry your luggage. And I remember being like, "Really?" I asked him to come over to my place one day and I I laid out so much of my trauma because my thought was, if any of these things that I've been through or that I am are deal breakers, please let's not waste any more time and break the deal later. Let's break it now. I remember feeling a lot of shame. So I had like sitting on the couch, I had my head in his lap and I turned away from him. And I just started telling him all these things that felt very important for me that he knew early on, but I didn't want to look at him while I was telling him. And I remember his response just being so loving of just like, okay, you know, and me feeling so damaged, me feeling so unworthy. And him not trying to convince me otherwise, just being steady, just being present. All of a sudden, I started to heal. I could feel it. I was in therapy at the time. I remember talking to my therapist about him. I remember, um, (laughs) yeah, all of these different things of like, this feels good. It feels right. It feels like, you know, He sees me in this way, but just terribly afraid that he was going to at some point decide this wasn't it. He started working a second shift job, so he would work from like 2 to 8 or something. He would come over to our place, spend a little time with Emmanuel. and I. he would tuck us in, and then he would leave and go home. And I remember one of the most terrifying things every single day. He did this every single day was that when he left, I was afraid he wasn't going to come back. For context, when I was 14 years old, I was raped. And that person walked in, raped me, and walked out the door. And I never saw them again. So there was a part of me that knew that there was a sheer reality that someone could come into my life, and then they could just decide to leave and walk out and never come back, and I would never see them again. And I would cry when he would leave at night. And I just remember him he saying, he would say, I always come back. I always come back. But I I had to work through a lot. And I think it's important because I know that there are people out there who, wherever you are in your life, maybe you want to be in a romantic relationship. You want to be partnered. I know that feeling of, I'm too damaged. There's too much wrong with me. I'm too much. What if I mess it up? and 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 i just want to tell you like you're worthy of being loved and i couldn't love myself first you know people say that you got to love yourself first i i didn't know how i had never been loved without conditions And so here comes this man who there's no conditions to the love that he's giving me, but he's also not making me put down deposits for his connection with me. He's not making me ransom anything. He's not asking anything of me. He just keeps showing up. And I could start to feel the healing that that was doing for me because it, I never knew that that was even possible. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I'm curious what was happening for you on your end.
1: For me, um, and it's amazing to hear like how much it it, like been for you. But for me, I was just doing all that I knew. You know what I mean? Like i was just always kind of led with love. And that's kind of how I, I took that. Like when you told me all of that, it was like, man, like there wasn't anything I could do you know, in the past, but I knew, like from then, I could, I could love you. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's still, it's still profound to me, right? I think another thing that sticks out to me is he wasn't trying to fix me. He wasn't trying to change me, and I was so used to. I, I don't think a lot of people tried to fix and change me throughout life. I tried to fix and change myself for other people. There was just something about being in relationship with him that allowed me to be me. And what's crazy about it is I was still trying to figure out who me was. So I didn't have this clear understanding of who who, this is who I am and take me as I am. All I knew is I had written through that year of 2012, I had written very explicitly what I wanted in a partner all the way down to like height. And I wanted him to have a goatee. And those were some of like kind of the more um, superficially more things. I wanted someone who would accept my son as their own. I wanted someone. I wanted all these things. And it was later after we decided to be together that I looked at that checkbox. I looked at all those checkboxes and he met all of those. Um, And so we were in a relationship together for a couple of, well, for about a year and a half. Um, in 2014, around Memorial Day, he moved in with Emmanuel and I. Let me go back, though. After Jay and I decided we're going to be together, probably sometime in March of 2013, you know, things continue to be concentrated. So every week feels like a month almost. And we're really like, I'm digging this guy. And we had not really said this out loud, but I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with him. And I knew that if he was this important to me, it was time for me to introduce him and Emmanuel to him in this capacity. Emmanuel still saw him every when, you know, when we go to church and stuff. But again, at, at that point, he was spending weekends um, with my ex's family. So now he's he's back to being with me on weekends so i remember having a dinner and saying okay jay you know we've decided to do this thing i would love to cook dinner have you come over and have you and emmanuel any like in this capacity and it's important to know that emmanuel and emmanuel has never been a a he didn't talk a lot he still doesn't talk a lot but he and i didn't need to talk a lot it was just he and i we had our vibe we we kind of navigated without a lot of words um so I cooked dinner. I don't remember what I cooked, but I had a round dining room table. I'm sitting in this middle seat. Emmanuel sitting to my left. Jay is sitting to my right. And when I tell you this boy did not stop talking, the boy did not <laughs> stop talking. I'm talking about Emmanuel. And I remember at one point just looking at him bewildered, like what is happening? And he looked at me and he he's three at this point. And he's like, what? And I was like, Who are you? (laughs) Right. He was just talking, talking, talking. And so then after dinner, we like go and we sit on the, we sit on the couch or the section or whatever. And this boy is like all up in the mix. He ain't giving us no space. So finally it's time for him to go to bed. And I'm like, Hey babe, it's time for you to go to bed. Okay. And he's like, okay. So he goes to his room, grabs a pillow and a cover, comes back out into the living room where we were laid across both of our laps put the pillow down like he was going to go to sleep on top of us and the thing that sticks out to me the most is he sits up before bed and he looks at Jay and he asks him for a good night kiss when I tell y'all my son that's that's not that ain't him he didn't do that with anyone he he would hug and kiss me that's pretty much it his grandmother his aunt that's about it He sat up and asked Jay for a kiss and Jay gave it to him. And it was just something about knowing in that moment. And since I've done a lot of like spiritual work and I was told that a man, I didn't just choose Jay is what I'm saying. My son chose him as well. And I think he would have made sure that we were together regardless. So he moved, Jay moved in with us, um, in 2014 around May. Um, and then he proposed, in September of 2014, what made you propose?
1: I knew it was coming. It was um, like you were everything that I wanted. Like personality-wise, you're beautiful, Manu. Like we all clicked. The three of us clicked hard. But were we 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 were John Doo.
0: We were John Doo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we, like. We clicked hard, so then it was just a matter of um, when am I going to do it? Because I had I had the ring for whew, three weeks, maybe before I pulled the trigger.
0: Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm noticing time. I'll save the um, proposal story. Let's just say we have two slightly different perspectives on the timing of the uh the proposal he swears I never said yes I I did say yes um we got a whole other video that we did for our wedding for this but you know we got married eight years ago today and the wedding was the happiest day of my life it was the first day that I could ever remember very genuinely not shape-shifting it was the first day of my life that I recalled that I I was not externally focused on what other people might be thinking or what other people wanted for me or needed for me. It was fun. We it was the bomb. It's still the best wedding I've ever been to. It had all of these personalized elements. the the music was great. the food was great. like it it was just it was it was the happiest day of my life. And um, yeah. I I am just so grateful for, I'll say second chances, but that doesn't feel accurate. What I want to share is that my life, okay, I don't want to say one-off course. The best way that I can describe it is I'm going to have to pull from a biblical story of the Israelites in the wilderness. You know, if you see a map of where they were to where they were going, it wasn't enough distance for them to have been there for 40 years wandering in the wilderness but there were some things that needed to be done before they could move into the promised land and all i can say is at 18 years old i feel like i went into a wilderness and i feel like there was a trajectory and path for my life that that i was that was meant for me to take and i just started wandering And then for 12 years, I just wasn't on that path. And there were elements of me that were still there and things. And so when I left that relationship, oh, I think just important to know at some point I did like (laughs) illegally get a divorce. You know, the thing I was thinking about about that is with my ex-husband, we got married in Ohio, but the person who was marrying us was his brother and he was married and his brother was not licensed to marry us in the state of Ohio. So 2 days before our ceremony we went down to the court and we legally got married. But I never considered that to be when we got married. It's a date that I know it happened we had to legally satisfy, you know, the requirements and so we went to the court and got married. But that's not when the marriage started for me. The marriage started during our ceremony. And likewise when my marriage was over, it was over and there was no piece of paper that was going to make it over. And so I ended up um the my divorce was final um interestingly my divorce was final september 6th of 2013 okay we got married september 6th of 2015 can't make this shit up we have so many overlapping dates it wasn't until years after we were married that having some when when we were um when jay was legally adopting Emmanuel is when those two dates collided for me. And I realized that I got married exactly two years after the date that my divorce was final. We didn't plan it that way. And how did I not notice? Because Shonda is a person who does not go back. I might overstay, but once I'm done, I'm done. And once I'm gone, I'm gone. And I was thinking about the fact that Outside of my little cousin's graduation, we went to the same school, kindergarten and eighth grade. I went to my cousin's eighth grade promotion or graduation. I ain't been back to my elementary school. I have not been back to my high school. I graduated from the University of Michigan in 2004, and I have not been back to Ann Arbor since. I don't go back. And so once that marriage was over, it was over. And there was clear residue. Jay, Jay yeah, anyway, there's so much. He He dealt with the fact that I had you know, an ex-partner and, and what that looked like for our relationship and for Emmanuel. Um, I, his mother died, has died in the course of our time together. He has le- lost his job. I've been through entrepreneurship. We have been through so much. And <clears throat> for me, I want to say that because I'm often told and we're often told that we make things look easy. I was six weeks pregnant at our wedding. We didn't know it was twins at the time. Okay, came back from our honeymoon, you know, went to the doctor, found out it was twins. We have been through so much, but sometimes I forget we've been through so much because I am deeply committed to him and he is deeply committed to me. And yeah, sometimes it has been hard, but our love has made that hard so much easier to get through. So, um... a pause. Anything you want to say about the last eight years?
1: It's been a hell of a ride, man. And I've enjoyed, like, every single day.
0: Even December 2017?
1: Oh, man. I mean, (laughs) I, I, I didn't enjoy it at the time. But, man, now that we out of it, I can look back at it and be like, man, if we can come do that, we can come do anything.
0: Yeah, y'all. 20, the, December of 2017, I was finishing up my master's degree and preparing and taking the national counselor exam. Um, we had toddler twins and another child. And our only consistent childcare help was Jay's mom, who was visiting his sister in Africa. It was rough. The church that I met Jay in and that I went to broke my heart that December. And and showed me that no matter how much I've given of myself, when I needed people to be there for me, not only were they not there, but they were damaging towards me. Um, and I, I never really recovered from that in regards to my relationship with this particular church and the church in general. But I've also developed so much more aligned spiritual community and all that. But we have been through a lot. As we get ready to finish up, um, here are just a few things that, you know, I want to say to Jay, say to you, Jay, publicly. Um, you healed my heart. And, um, you are pure love. I, I, I did not know um, That love could come this way. And you love so effortlessly. Um, It is just who you are. I'm so grateful to experience it and that our kids get to experience it. Um, There's literally, and I can say this without any doubt, there has not been a single day in the last 10 years since it was first declared that you haven't told me that you love me there has not been a single day that you have not demonstrated your love for me when i was in when i was younger and when i was in my first marriage um i started to think that there some things were just a lie i had been lied to and one of them was that i could be adored and that um i could be loved so much that it's almost ridiculous but it's true (laughs) you love me so consistently so concentratedly that it's almost stupid it it's just it's almost ridiculous how loved I know I am you have seen me at my very worst actually he proposed marriage to me on a day that I was sick not feeling my best, not looking my best. And that was the day that he decided that he wanted to propose that we spend the rest of our lives together. You have seen me almost die after giving birth to our daughters. Um, you have seen me fly and soar high. You have seen me at my lowest and you loved me the same through all of them. You didn't give me more love when I was down because you had already maxed out what you give me on a regular basis. And because of your love, I now love myself. You showed me what that looks like. I know how to do it now. And while I'm so grateful for your love is extra, I can sustain myself with my love. You helped me see the love of the divine. And because I am so full of love, I get to love other people. And so you are one of the greatest contributions that I make to the world. That you overflow me so much that I have all this extra love to give. And so I can give it freely, without scarcity, without fear. And that is how I have labors of love. That is how I'm a soul hugger. That is how I reflect people. That is how I walk through the world giving of my gift. And it's so much of it because I have this nonstop influx of love that comes from you that overflows me, that allows me to show up in the world the way I do. I would say yes to you every single day. And I do say yes to you every single day for the rest of my life. I am so grateful that eight years ago today, even though we made the decision before that, but I'm grateful for our wedding. But even beyond that, I'm grateful that we choose each other.
1: Agreed. And I will continue to tell you, I love you every single day, multiple times a day for the rest of our lives. That way, if there is ever any doubt, if anybody ever asks you, you know, deep in your heart that I love you.
0: I do. Um, You know, part of me is like, dang, I don't even know how long we've been talking. We've been talking for a long time. And we we really only talked about, like, from Let the time we got together to the wedding (laughs) there's been so much more in our lives maybe we'll talk more about it but what I what I want to say is just imparting a couple things I used to um think that I had to project and demonstrate and show a whole bunch of things to people outside of myself I no longer feel that way um so I think that you and I's love is and if you know you know right? yeah. And the people who know, they know. We the real deal. Like, for real. And I love that for us. I love that I no longer, you know, feel like I got to make sure people know. Anyone who spends any time around us can just feel it. Our children are a product. All three of them are a product of our love. And they are Three of the most amazing kids I've ever met. So full of love as well, because the overflow of our love flows into them. And so, yeah, this felt really good. I love doing life with you. We work together. We live together. There are people who say, nah, you can't work with your partner and stuff like this. We we do life together and we love doing life together in so many ways. And I I have never gotten tired of you. I've wanted time to myself. I've gotten tired in the sense that sometimes I just don't want to be around anybody. But it says something that in 10 years, I've never gotten tired of you. And I just love that for us.
1: Indeed, my dear.
0: All right, y'all. Well, this feels like a stopping point, even though part of me is like, you ain't even get to this, 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 like, there's just so much. But I hope you enjoyed listening to our story. If you didn't, that's okay. If you didn't, you ain't make it this far and you stopped. That is such the beautiful thing about podcasts. They're at will. <laughs> but if you did make it this far, I hope that our love encourages, inspires, that it fills you. I hope that you can fill our love and that it overflows to you and your love for yourself and the relationships that you're in. That's my boo, y'all. Um, so, Yeah. I don't even think I'm going to do the normal how we end stuff. I always give Jay a shout out. He right here with me. So thank you Boo for being my producer as well. And I think
1: we just going to end it here, cool? Yeah, that work. All right, I love you. Love you too.